0: This is Just Start, helping Gen X live the health and fitness lifestyle for fat loss, mobility, and muscular development. You're about to get real and raw info on how to change your life. Welcome to Just Start. Now your host, Neil D.
1: What does calories in versus calories out actually mean? Okay, calories in refers to the food you consume, which is your energy intake for the day. Calories out is the amount of calories your body expends daily to live. Now, to lose weight, you need to create a caloric deficit when you burn more calories than you consume. Now, have you ever wondered what BMR stands for, what it is, and is it important? BMR stands for basal metabolic rate It's the energy required to maintain basic bodily functions while at rest, and it is actually a significant part of your calories out. Now some of you may be wondering, okay, I got BMR, what is NEAT? What does it stand for? NEAT stands for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. It includes all the non-exercise, non-voluntary movements that you make, like fidgeting, waving your hands around. Uh, blinking, um, um, twitching, stuff like that. The stuff that I'm doing right now that you don't see is my hands go wild around as I talk. Okay, so, and you can drop as much as 500 calories a day, even maybe a bit more just through NEAT. Okay, it's an easy thing to do. Now, here's something else you may have heard of, maybe not, okay? It is TEF, This is this stands for TEF. It stands for thermic effect of food. Now, if you've ever wondered why some foods make you feel warmer than others, well, TEF baby, it's the thermic effect of food. It's the energy required to digest food. As a general rule, we can say that protein has a TEF of 20 to 30 percent, carbs will have a TEF of generally 6 to 8%, and fat 2 to 3%. There's exceptions, but that's a good general rule. Okay. Now, if you've ever wondered how your daily activities and food choices interact with weight loss, here it is. Activity and intake are two sides of the calories in, calories out coin. While calories in refer to the foods and drink you consume, calories out includes the energy you expend through through activities like exercise, walking, and yes, even fidgeting, okay, and waving your arms around wildly as you talk. Now, the balance between these two determines whether you gain, lose, or simply maintain your weight. For example, if you eat 2,000 calories a day, but you burn 2,500 calories through various activities, including neat training, uh, TF. You will find yourself in a 500 calorie deficit, which promotes weight loss. The same to be said if you eat 2,500 calories, but you only spend 2,000. Those 500 calories can turn into weight gain. Chances are, it may not be muscle. When you're in a caloric deficit, there are several key hormone changes that happen, okay? First of all, insulin, and this is all common knowledge, okay? Insulin, this is a hormone that helps regulate blood sugar levels. In a caloric deficit, your fasting levels of insulin generally go down, improving your insulin sensitivity, and this becomes beneficial for weight loss as high insulin levels levels will generally promote higher fat storage. Now, let's talk about another hormone, leptin. Commonly known as the satiety hormone. Leptin is produced by fat cells and signals to your brain that you're full. In a caloric deficit, leptin levels drop, making you feel hungrier and potentially making it harder to maintain the deficit. But I can assure you it doesn't last for long and you usually get a good handle on things after a couple of days. Another hormone commonly referred to is T3. T3. This is a thyroid hormone that plays a role in your metabolic rate. In caloric deficit, T3 levels can sometimes decrease, which might slow down your metabolism ever so slightly. Another hormone that we'll hear a lot about is ghrelin. Okay, this is ghrelin is often called the hunger hormone. So you have leptin known for its as a satiety hormone and ghrelin called the hunger hormone. Ghrelin levels can actually increase in a caloric deficit, making you feel hungrier. Now it might not sound fair, but forewarned is forewarned. So, and there's another hormone called cortisol, which stress from dieting can increase the levels of cortisol, which can in turn affect fat storage and other metabolic processes. So now that we know a little bit about how hormones react, the question comes up, do hormones affect weight loss? Well, short answer is yes. However, with a caveat, hormones like insulin, leptin, and T3, they do affect weight loss, but after calories in versus calories out, it's not the other way around. What I mean by that is that calories in versus calories out is actually the driver, it is the t- determinant. And as a result of a lower caloric intake, your hormones will act in a certain way, which will promote certain feelings, which could. which could drive you slightly off course if you give into them, but it's not the hormones that are the determining driver here. It is really the calories in versus calories out. Now, having said that, I'm going to make the question official. Can you lose weight on any diet as long as you're in a caloric deficit? Well, you may have heard that you can lose weight on any diet, but is it true? I would say yes. I truly believe from what I've seen, from what I've read true scientific research, anecdotal research, and my work, seeing other people actually have this effect happen real time in life, I would say, yes, the key to weight loss is truly being in a caloric deficit, regardless of the diet you follow. You can take all the popular diets out there, the ketos and the carnivores and the the vegetarians and the vegans, whatever. Put it all together. At the end of the day, there's one thing that all of them all have in common. So the majority of these diets, they bring you into a caloric deficit. And truly it is that caloric deficit, which is the driver of weight loss. It's just some of them are better for maintaining lean muscle tissue than other. And I won't get into that, but... Yeah, okay, so for example, if you're on a plant-based diet, the principle remains the same, consume fewer calories, then you burn, all right, so enough about diets, let's get about, let's talk about something we all love, food, okay, can you lose fat but not weight, okay, if you ever wondered why the scale isn't moving but you look leaner, I get this a lot. I hear this a lot. Oh, you know what? I I didn't lose as much weight as I thought, uh, but I feel good. I look good. Uh, you know, here's the thing: caloric deficit controls mass loss, not just fat loss. Okay, you can lose fat but maintain or even gain weight if you're building muscle, and this can happen a lot. Okay, especially if you're using resistance training and you're have you're prioritizing protein in your diet. All right. So does exercise now, does exercise actually help in creating caloric deficit? Now, you may have heard that exercise burns calories, but how effective is it? Well, exercise is a part of calories out. and helps you in creating a caloric deficit by increasing your energy expenditure. And it also makes you look pretty sick and awesome because it's going to put some shape into your muscles and you're just going to look so much better. All right. So getting on with foods, Is energy negative food a thing? Have you ever heard of foods that take more energy to digest than they provide? Well, so the closest thing I can come to an energy negative food is celery, which will still leave you with more calories than it takes to consume and digest, albeit very few, maybe, I don't know, single digits, tiny, tiny amount, whatever, but whatever. Okay, so, all right. Moving on, NEAT. What happens to NEAT during a caloric deficit? Now, have you ever noticed that if you diet, when you start to diet, you might get less fidgety, okay? A little bit less energetic, a little bit more even lethargic, possibly depending on what type of diet you're on, okay? Now, remember, NEAT, non ex Now, remember, NEAT is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Now, we said before, NEAT can be everything that you do, which is not exercise, okay? All the walking around you do, maybe gardening is NEAT, fidgeting is NEAT, okay? Walking, pacing up and down the hall is NEAT. Now, in a caloric deficit, your body will naturally try to conserve more energy, which can lead to a decreased NEAT by as much as, in some people, up to 500 calories per day. And this is why you might find yourself moving less, even talking slower, or even like blinking less frequently when you're cutting calories. Your body's like, hey, listen, I got to conserve, and this is a great place to conserve it. Now, let's talk about something that's often overlooked and the dangers of getting it wrong. How does the digestive system affect weight loss? This is a big one. You may have heard that a healthy gut is a key to weight loss. But how true is that? Well, while a well-functioning digestive system is beneficial for overall health, it's not a primary determinant for weight loss. In fact, some digestive disorders often lead to weight loss due to malabsorption. Now, before anybody gets the idea that being sick and having stomach disorders is good, It is not because malabsorption can lead to malnutrition and other health risks, which can have long-term, very negative effects on your body. So you absolutely want to have a healthy gut, no matter what, even if it means you're going to be intaking that nutrients and you have to just be a little bit more careful and, you know, diligent with what it is that you eat. All right. Hey, I just want to thank everybody for listening and joining into this podcast. I really appreciate it. The support has been fantastic. And I want to let you know that if you like what you're hearing and you're looking to incorporate fitness into your lifestyle to improve your health, your energy, and your mental clarity, I want you to know that you don't have to do it alone. I'm absolutely here to help you to guide you just like I've guided many others to live a healthier, fitter life. So if you're looking to begin your own transformation, but don't know exactly where to start, No problem. That's where my coaching membership can help out. It's specially designed to take the Gen X body from overweight and underperforming to lean, fit, and thriving in a fitness lifestyle that helps you become your very best self. Check out the link in the show notes to get on the waiting list. Okay, back to the show. Question 13. Don't worry, we didn't forget you. Can you lose weight without tracking calories? Well, okay. Simple answer. Yes, you can lose weight without tracking calories. But it's hard because you have to be mindful, cognizant of portion sizes, food choices, and your activity level to ensure that you're still in a caloric deficit. And I can tell you that most people that measure their food even like a few times are shocked to see what a portion size actually is. A portion size, okay, foods these days are so calorie dense, and I'm not saying nutrient dense, I'm saying calorie dense, that a portion size, we look at a portion and add to the fact that a lot of foods today, they just simply don't satiate. They're not filling. So we eat two or three or four times more than what we really need or should eat, okay? because we're just not getting those satiety signals because there's no nutrients, there's not sufficient nutrients that are being absorbed, that if you're pouring, I'll use like a simple example, a bowl of cereal. You pour a bowl of cereal, even like a small or a medium bowl, it might actually be two or three times what they're telling you a portion of cereal actually is. So the thing is, is that yes, you can lose weight without tracking calories, but it's really hard, difficult to gauge the portion sizes correctly. And then the other side of the coin is that we often will over-calculate for what our activity was during the day. So if you're under-calculating your your calories from food and and over-calculating your calories from activity, it might be much farther from the actual equation than what you're thinking. Let's pull it all together by saying that small changes can absolutely lead to big results when you just start. Guys, I'll see you next time.
0: Ciao. You've been listening to Just Start. Early in life, Neil D went from a skinny to a muscular physique. When trends and lifestyle choices led him down a path of fat gain and lost motivation, his determination to end the madness became a transformative system and a passion for helping Gen X live the fitness lifestyle for fat loss, mobility, and muscular development. We hope you liked the show. If you did, like, rate, and review for more info and to reach out to coach neil d personally find us on facebook and instagram see you next time on just start